This podcast is for those making bold moves to reverse global warming. We are the determined ones, solving humanity's gnarliest challenges. It's a podcast on climate action, the determined mindset, and how standing out helps you make a meaningful impact. All right, welcome back to another Determined Ones episode. My name's Mark. Hello, hello. What's up, Sarah? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. That's okay. Uh, I am in Montana currently, Bozeman, Montana, and Sarah's back in San Francisco. Calling in from the SF, as yeah. usual. Um, so, pretty excited to have our guest today. Um, he's been a good friend, mentor, advisor of, of mine for the last 10 or so years. Um, John Bielenberg, what's up? Hey, hi, Mark. Hi, Sarah. Hey, thanks for joining us. Sure. Uh, so we have a lot to cover. I'm excited to, to touch on all these different topics. Um, but John, maybe you can introduce yourself, maybe, um, you know, on the design side, some of your companies and a little bit about Project M. Yeah, sure. So I started as a graphic designer in San Francisco, had my own firm for several decades working on big brands and oh, logos, identities, branding projects. <clears throat> And in the 90s, came up with this concept called thinking wrong, which was really to disrupt your neural pathways, the normal ways your mind works to solve problems in service of creativity, innovation, and um, a different way of looking at uh, challenges and problems. So in 2003, I started a program called Project M, which uh, Mark attended in 2008. Nine. Nine. Uh, tremendously failed project <laughs> called Blank Lab. Um, <clears throat> but through the Project M process, really refined this whole methodology we call Thinking Wrong. And then in 2012, started a company using the Thinking Wrong methodology uh, for large organizations to help them solve their big problems. I'm currently at the University of Kansas. Um, I'm the director of what's called the Think Wrong Institute. Um, so they're trying to inject this kind of creative thinking um, into both the School of Architecture and Design, but really across the whole university. Um, so we're back in Montana now with Project M, um, doing a really cool project with promoting hemp in, in Montana. Um, so yeah. yeah, so more on that soon. Um, so we've talked about the Think Wrong process on our podcast. We include it in our um in our workshops and, and the way that we work with clients. Uh, maybe, John, how, do, how would you describe thinking wrong to the audience? Yeah, I think the easiest way is to describe it as a form of design thinking, right? A methodology to come up with um, good ideas and, and results. Uh, the, the big difference is what we're looking for is really disruptive innovation, right? It's, it's not the regular, it's the, the completely wrong idea. Um, and how do you disrupt the status quo and business as usual? So that's really the, the difference between what um, the D school would call design thinking. Mm -hmm. And so it's not only important in the creative space, but in business. So what could entrepreneurs and, and people that are running these um, climate startups, what can they take from the think wrong process? Um, I th it can be applied to anything. And I think it's especially useful when conventional thinking is not going to um, create the result that you need. Mm -hmm. And some of these big issues, I think unprecedented in human history, like climate change, for example, species extinction, de deforestation, um, 
we've never had to address these before in human history. So the conventional thinking methodologies, orthodoxies aren't going to work. Um, and so how do you do that? How do you go from the way things are to the way things should be? The, the problem with this is that the status quo, business as usual, acts like gravity. So it'll take the best, big, bold ideas, and the status quo will try to pull that into alignment with business as usual. Um, so you have to, thinking wrong is about counteracting these natural forces of conformity. Mm -hmm. And they conform to the way things are. And for climate change, the way things are is completely unacceptable and unsustainable. Mm -hmm. So thinking wrong gives you a technique um, to disrupt your normal brain pathways that will lead to predictable results and create opportunities you couldn't imagine. We call it conceiving the inconceivable. Are there any projects or companies out there that are thinking wrong that you appreciate, whether it's in the climate space or not? Just some examples that you're that you like out there. Yeah, yeah. There's one I like. I don't think it has. It's not a bad product. It's not going to do any damage in the world. But I don't know if it's you know on the level of the climate change problem. Um, and it's called Liquid Death. <laughs> And it's a canned flat water. Mm -hmm. And um, the guy who started it, um, he was an advertising guy, sort of a heavy metal fan and wanted to create a product. And so he picked water, flat water, non-carbonated water, it branded it liquid death. It looks like some sort of death metal product crossed with Red Bull or Monster Energy or something. And it's completely wrong. Everything about it is wrong. Um, and so we actually, we're bringing them out to the University of Kansas in the fall to do a Think Wrong Blitz. Um, but I love it because it it just doesn't make any sense. And I it's a really good example of how being wrong can be very successful, but also what I call a dog with a hat. And the way that works is our brains are engineered to filter out everything that's not essential, interesting, funny, unusual, unique. Um, so if Mark and I, if we're walking down the street having a conversation, there's stuff going on all around us. There are cars and billboards and people talking and our brains are constantly filtering out I don't need to pay attention to this and somebody walks by with a little dog and the dog has a hat on it I'll go hey check out the dog with a hat what's up with that right so it triggers a response um, and that's kind of what I think liquid death does it triggers like what what's up with this you know the, the tagline is murder your thirst. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so like anyone, anyone going to, just thinking about buying water at the store, it's going to be in a blue plastic bottle and it's going to have a picture of a mountain stream on it or a tropical stream. So this is just like doing the complete opposite. Absolutely. And there's only one factory in the world that will can flat water. There's something about the canning process that requires carbonation, and it happens to be in Austria. So this is also totally wrong. You know, it's it's Austrian mountain water canned in Austria and, and shipped over to the U.S. Um, and because he wanted to be the only 
can in the bottled water section in the cooler. Mm -hmm. um, everything else is in a plastic bottle or you can get carbonated in a can but yeah we actually use an image of liquid death <clears throat> in our guided networking events and our little introduction thing so it's funny you bring that up um maybe you should focus a little bit uh tell us what you're up to now with this think nato process yeah so um when we were doing think wrong sessions with large corporations you know like Starbucks example or Perina, the dog food company. Um, I came to the realization that the think wrong process, which has six steps and a lot of different exercises under each of those steps is relatively complicated, right? And it really requires a large organization committed to this, needs facilitation and it best case scenario, something positive gets kind of spun out of it. Um, but it was really designed for large organizations. And I, I kept thinking, well, why isn't there something like this that can be applied by anyone to their lives, to simple um, challenges, to small companies or large companies? Something that was super simple, easier to remember, easier to run. Um, the, the, my favorite thing I'm going to be doing in the in the fall is doing a think NATO with second grade students. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. So it would be really hard to use the think wrong process um, with them. Um, but the think NATO works perfect. Mm -hmm. And it, it just has four simple steps, um, simple to remember. The first one is called wait, why? And this is really the stopping taking stock um, questioning, you know, wait, why do I go to a job that I don't like every day? Wait, why do I live in a big house, you know, with more space than I need and have a big mortgage? Wait, why do I drive a car? Right. So you start asking these why questions. The next step is called maybe, like maybe I don't need a new uh, car. Maybe I can sell my car and just ride my bike or take public transportation. Um, and the next one is what if, and this is really the think wrong engine of think NATO. So it's how do you generate a lot once you have the, the maybe statement, what are all the possibilities of changing that? And then the final one is called try this, um, which is how do I smallify these crazy cool ideas and actually start to try something? So this could be a large organization um, working on climate change or government policy or a second grader, you know, who doesn't like his homework. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'll say this. One of the one of the things we run into with some of our client work is kind of the um, the them being a bit um, afraid. Maybe that's too harsh of a word, but them just being a bit hesitant uh, when it when it comes down to actually implementing some of these think wrong approaches, because like what you said earlier, gravity's wanting to pull them down to the status quo. Um, and it's, it's through convincing or even as designers, and this is what we're doing with Project M right now currently, um, with this session right now in the other room, it's always good to help visualize these ideas so that they can actually see what's possible as opposed to just talking about it, talking about it. Um, so I think with applying the think wrong process with a lot of um, visuals will help people understand um, what's possible, um, especially in the climate space because it's such a hairy, big, gnarly topic. 
um, that without buy-in from the higher-ups, um, we just didn't, we just don't get any traction with our clients. And so it's always interesting to kind of navigate, especially those that are wanting to think wrong, but yet when push comes to shove, they want to go down back to that status quo level. Yeah, I think that's the biggest challenge is the execution and implementation, mm -hmm. not the idea generation. Mm -hmm. um, I found that both the Think Wrong and Think NATO process are really good at generating cool ideas you never would have come up with mm -hmm. any other way. Um, where we've run into trouble um, is on the execution piece and whether that's, you know, uh, risk, uh, fear, uh, fear of losing money or losing your job. Um, there are lots of reasons why things don't happen. I'll give you a really great example. We did a Think Wrong Blitz with Starbucks a number of years ago, and the challenge was how do you eliminate paper cups at Starbucks? Great. Sounds like an awesome challenge. Um, we found out during that, that process that Starbucks makes more money on the, the float from your loading up your Starbucks card. So as soon as you load up a card with your money, they have your money and they invest it. Mm. Um, and they make more money on that than they do on coffee. Mm. So the idea that they came up with was to, um, instead of a card, have a mug. So you'd load up your mug and it can be any kind, you know, a travel mug, whatever you want. So they could sell mugs with the chip in it. You load it up, you'd be much more likely to bring it, mm. right? Um, really, I thought it was just a fantastic idea. The technology was there, and they never implemented it. I never heard a word about it, right? Um, so that's a really good example of how um, how difficult, even with really good ideas that that, that seem plausible, and never happen because they get squashed, you know, that the, that, that bold line gets yeah. pulled down to the status quo. So the way that we talk about our creative process, we kind of named it our remix. Um, and the way that we talk to potential clients and, and existing clients is that um, thinking wrong is really great in the idea generation, the, the coming up with crazy out there solutions. And then it's the prototype thinking, which is Sarah's background, comes really handy right after. So it's a really good one-two punch of innovation where, you know, yeah, we can come, come up with fun, crazy ideas. And then instead of just stopping there with the technology in the mug to then eliminate paper mugs, you know, Sarah comes right behind me and she would, okay, well, then how do we actually prototype and test this out? I think the key is that they've invested in that from the start. You know, if it right. has to then get, okay, there's this great idea. Now there's this whole process of another proposal. Yeah. You know, as long as it's um, built into the process, mm -hmm. I think there's a much higher likelihood that something will actually happen. Um, mm -hmm. Because I think when you do make big bets as an organization, you you need kind of proof of concept. And if you're never if you never produce anything that lives in the world, it's really hard to do that. Right, right. And it's another great opportunity to bring in this idea of small bets too. So we have this, you know, the Starbucks example, you have this idea of this technology in a in a mug to eliminate paper cups. What would be the small bet in that? So would that be just a city, a medium sized city in a country for three months and see what yeah. happens? Yeah. Yeah. They certainly had the resources to do that. Right. So Going back to um, what you mentioned a few minutes ago about um, wildlife extinction and sea level rise. So again, how does all of this relate to 
um, or maybe another way of framing this, uh, because our audience are climate entrepreneurs and people that are interested in the climate space, um, what's, what would be maybe the one thing that you would encourage them to do or think more about when it comes to starting their starting a company or running an existing company? Yeah, so two things come to mind. One, I've always been perplexed at the capacity of humans for great music, art, technology, cinematography, um, literature, all of that, technology. I think humans have great capacity to solve problems or to be creative, yet we act like idiots, right? <laughs> like we know that these things like fossil fuel are, are contributing to global warming, which has a ripple effect over everything and it's going to be catastrophic. We do virtually nothing to prevent it at this point, right? Little efforts. I think it'll change as we get deeper and deeper into the shit. Um, <clears throat> so the thinking wrong um, is essential. It is an essential way to re to kind of resist that, you know, idiotic behavior. Um, and so I'll tell another story, I think, that relates to entrepreneurs. There's a, a really good, very short interview with Steve Jobs where he's talking about creativity. And he says that everything around you, you know, this table, microphone, computer, chairs, carpet, was invented by people no better than you, no smarter than you, right? And so what he meant from that is that the way things are, like we think this, you you know, we're doing an interview, we need a table, we need a chair, we need a microphone, um, is that just happens to be the way things are right now, mm -hmm. right? So that represents the status quo. So for Steve Jobs, it was like, it's all open, right? That to, to he called it the dent you want to make in the universe. So I think with entrepreneurs, people addressing these big issues, that not being bound by the way things are and realizing that humans have this amazing capacity um, to come up with new technologies and solutions, you know, but it's so easy to just assume our brains are uh, actually hardwired to follow predictable paths, right? To assume that this is the way it has to be rather than the way it just mm -hmm. happens to be now. Um, so I think keeping those things in mind is, is a really important um, kind of platform to work from. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, though. <laughs> like, um, I think, you know, the way we as humans and culture and it, existing systems work is to try to keep things. It, it, there's a principle in physics that systems tend to attain a state of minimum energy and maximum disorder. Hmm. Um, so, you know, things are trying to keep things, <laughs> us from solving those, these problems. Right, right. Interesting. Um, yeah, and I think that's another reason why Sarah and I are really drawn to these more crazier approaches and solutions with our climate or with our clients. For example, we do a lot of work in the carbon tech space and, you know, one of our clients, um, you know, he's in the 
creating jewelry and, and home products out of captured carbon dioxide from the air. And, you know, that's not his end goal, but his, you know, it's a, it's a step forward. And these solutions are so new and weird and different, uh, people might tend to write them off. And we feel like with, with the services that we can provide, you know, good branding, messaging, marketing, those types of things um, can help them succeed because we need those crazy out there solutions. And so um, I feel like we, at least I hope that we're attracting these more crazier, <laughs> these more crazier people that see what's possible. They're not, they're not confined by the existing status quo, the chair, the table, the laptop, but that they can see what's possible. And that they're willing to be the dog in the hat that makes everybody yeah. say, whoa, look at that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We, when I was in the design business, you know, so often clients would say, you know, we want to be the apple of the toilet brush industry or whatever it was. Um, and I would always go, that's awesome. Do you know what that takes? You know, that, mm-hmm. uh, it, you have to have a lot of guts, you know, that, uh, I was a, have a friend that was at Apple. He's creative director on the design side. And while they were working on the first Apple store and Steve Jobs wanted to own the complete customer experience, you know, from purchasing to packaging, you know, all of it rather than going to Best Buy. Everybody at Apple thought it was ridiculous to go into retail. Um, we're a product company, not a retail company. Microsoft and Gateway had tried it and failed. So everybody thought it was a stupid idea. They would just roll their eyes. But Steve, you know, he didn't care. He didn't care what anybody else thought or what the shareholders were asking. And, um, they, it became kind of the most successful retail, uh, space in history and kind of reshaping the way, uh, the retail experience works. But it took somebody like Steve Jobs, who was somewhat of a sociopath, but, um, that had the personality. And this is the thing that most people don't understand when they say we want to be the apple of, you know, that it's really, you, it takes a lot of guts mm-hmm. and you have to push past all the resistance that you get during in, in the in the process yeah and i think with with addressing our climate crisis we don't have time to to waste we need to we need to find those guts early and just go yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah awesome john well uh we appreciate it um where can people find what you're up to these days that's a good question. <laughs> well, you can check out um, projectmlab.com to see um, those various projects. We'll have our new project called Big Hemp on there soon. Um, yeah, my former company, Future Partners, is now known as Solve Next. Um, we have a book out called Think Wrong, available on Amazon. Um, and I co-founded a an organization called Common, it's common.is, which gives social entrepreneurs a platform to mm-hmm. be successful from. Which we're members of, yeah. Yeah. And what about the Think NATO stuff? To come. Um, so a new organization I've um, founded with a, a colleague named Brant Williams. Um, it's called pandoinstitute.com, and the Think NATO tool will be available um, shortly. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so much, John. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, John. Appreciate My it. My pleasure. So, hey, if your company wants to start making big moves towards climate action, we want to tell you about our climate sprints. We offer climate innovation sprints that actually get stuff done. 
It's a fun interactive session that builds your team's collaboration skills in the process. Go to thedetermined.co slash climate sprints, all one word, to book your sprint today. If you're one of the bold rebels doing work that addresses our climate crisis, we can help you set yourself apart and amplify your climate impact. You can learn more about us at thedetermined.co. Thanks for listening. Oh, and thanks to Ian from Fugazi for permission to use this song. If you know anyone who might enjoy this podcast, feel free to share. Right.